no money in poetry That's what sets a poet free I've had all the freedom I can stand You got your cold dog soup and rainbow pie All it takes to get me by Fool my belly till the day I die Cold dog soup and rainbow pie You know, for once, I don't have a fun antidote. That's not how you pronounce that word. Antidote. Antidote. I thought it was antidote. That's what you give to a snake bite, oh, right? Poisons. That's what you give to the lead singer of Poison. Who's the lead singer of Poison? Brett Michael? Yes. That's interesting you should bring it up because today's song is I'm Skinny Bob. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a podcast called Code Dog Soup, the mixtape. Um, I'm thrown off. I'm off my game. I'm at Big Mortgage's Big Mortgage. We're, you're on the road. I'm on the road. I don't have my scotch. I've got a mm. glass of Sonic's Unsweet Tea Sonic. When you want a cup that's big as hell, Sonic. Except no substitutes. And look, here's here's a confession, folks. I've been using this podcast for my own sick personal reasons here lately. Don't mind Gator Boots. There's a big-ass dog trying to get in the room. Everything's fine, guys. We're all a family here, hanging out, having a good time. I've been selfishly using this podcast for my own sick devices to work through my own shit. And my co-host has graciously allowed me to do that because anyone that knows me knows that there's no way in the world I would ever admit to having a flaw or a trouble. It's just never going to happen. You'd so have you just to have gotta, one first. That's true. So. You just got to let me work through my shit. So I've, I've worked through as much as I can, or at least I'm tired of using this podcast as a, uh, as a therapy session. <laughs> so I'm going to turn the reins over for the next few weeks as far as the songs we select to my own Faithful companion, the only person I can depend on, which Aww. tells you what a shit life I'm living. <laughs> You're in a bad um, spot, my man. <laughs> a man with a very aggressive cough. <laughs> One Mr. Sean Majors, who's going to be picking the hits. The man with the golden ear is going to be taking us down the road for the next little while. Um, he has made a very interesting choice for today's cut. Um, I'm thinking maybe he never paid attention to the lyrics of these songs because he's going to get real uncomfortable yeah. at some point during this one. Shani, what are we doing today? Um, well, you said golden ear, which reminded me of golden earrings. So uh -huh. let's scratch what we're going to do and just do Twilight Zone. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking <laughs> off in the Twilight Zone. It's a good song. You don't know the amount of times I sing that and just, I don't know anything else about it. I just yell that part. I always, it always turns into don't turn around the conversars in town when I do it as it's well. It's so weird. Um, <clears throat> Leaving on a jet plane, if I try to sing that, turns into leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when I'll be back again. Baby, do you want to dance? <laughs> I don't know why. It turns into the Beach Boys, do you want to dance? That? And I didn't even know it. I had to sing it before. I, <laughs> uh, I think you've made a better song. <laughs> <laughs> also, with the Twilight Zone. Oh, I'm in the Twilight Zone. This is a madhouse. I thought it was feels like Vietnam. <laughs> Ah, that's a genuine spectacular <laughs> Sonic. When you want a giant cup that won't fit in your cup holder, choose an Inspire brand. Sonic. Yeah, we got them too. 
Oh my god. Now the song we're doing today is Brown Sugar by the Rolling Stones, and I've always I've always <laughs> I've always Sean, are you look for years since the inception of this podcast and every other podcast we've done. I've operated with one hand tied behind my back mm-hmm. because scaredy pants over here Very scary. thinks he's going to get fired or canceled. Me, am daring someone to cancel me. <laughs> Been begging for it. Would love a little time off just to put my feet up. Oh my God. Um, I don't think... Are you sure... Are you sure? So I like many, yes, 100%. I like many, 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 the vast majority of, let's say, just white fans of the Rolling mm-hmm. Stones, um, never realized how problematic this fucking song is. It is It is that. Now, I'm not saying I have a problem with it. It's one of their biggest hits. But too. I would also say um, it's just real horny more than anything. It's very it's horny. It's super horny. It's no gigantic, but... <laughs> Well, um, so I always like <clears throat> um, whenever people would mention "Start Me Up," <clears throat> um, not in the context of a Windows ninety five commercial. Twenty um, six year old fucking joke. Um, <laughs> Why don't you just go ahead and learn Windows ninety five while you're at it? <laughs> D Rock. Um, I always like. Well, you know that song at the end of it, it says, "You can make a dead man come." Uh huh. And, you know, it's during the outro as, Uh like, the volume's going down, so no one really realized that. I mean, a couple people did, whatever. Brown Sugar is just filled with lines like that. It is. The whole premise is is a a difficult subject to take on in 2021. Um, And what's really funny, um, well, I'll let you be the judge. (laughs) Uh, No, 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 no. You already know. (laughs) I'm not the right person for that. I'll come to you on tattoos. and. uh, (laughs) um, But the... uh, So it's a song about uh, uh, Mick Jagger uh, liking Mm -hmm. brown Mm -hmm. girls. It's not. It's not not what it's a song about, Shawnee. Well... There is something like that there. But what the, lis, listening through this through a different lens, I recently listened uh, to a podcast of um, <clears throat> uh, making fun of the movie Free Jack, which is like 1991. It has Anthony Hopkins. Some deep level nerd shit there. And Mick Jagger. It's a long car or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Emilio Estevez. It was filmed in Atlanta. And there's an interview during like the the uh, promotion of uh, you know all the junkets the the actors have to go on, <clears throat> and uh, Mick Jagger just talks about how like he spent the entire time just at strip clubs in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and I'm like, brown sugar, how come you taste so good? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Without further ado, <clears throat> there's gonna be a lot of stops here. Mm-hmm. Brown sugar by the Rolling Stones. Gold Coast slave ship bound for cotton fields. Mm-hmm. Sold in a market down in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Scarred old slaver knows he's doing all right. Hear him whip the women just around midnight. Uh-huh. So. It's, t- it's Hamlet. <laughs> so I, I, do, I do this a lot. Hamilton, that's the joke I was trying to make. <laughs> no, I like Hamlet. <laughs> um... But I just, like, there are still songs that I've listened to tons and tons and tons of times, and there'll be, like, a line or two that I'm like, nah, nah, nah. I didn't know any of that. I knew I knew Just Around Midnight yeah. was really the only thing I ever paid attention to. I've never that. heard Hear Him Whip the Women. 
I, I knew it was him, something. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, it's about a, a dude that bought a bunch of black mammies and uh, is really having a time with them, uh, most likely against their will. I'm I, I have to say now, uh, I don't, but yeah. I'm assuming it's not contemporary. Like, He's not singing like he's singing about something that happened like in the eighteen. Yeah, it's a slave ship. Like I mean, he's I mean it's pretty clear. I'm he's singing about Gold a Gold Coast slave ship yeah. that was came to New Orleans, uh, New Orleans, uh, Candyland's own uh, fucking. Uh, it's Leonardo DiCaprio buys a bunch of slaves. God, that's a good and one. and is is having a time with them around midnight. So uh, I guess. So there are songs that are like upbeat, and you listen to like pumped up kicks is yep. famously. Uh, I think there's a Twenty One Pilots one actually. Um, <laughs> them all <laughs> that are like very upbeat, but uh-huh. it's like and I'm not gonna kill myself because I'm too much like Eminem and then it is yeah that's oh there's a Twenty One Pilots song. I think there's also a Logic Eminem collab. I don't just even know what that means. Two two white is there an X? <laughs> Logic X Eminem is that how I write so. it? <coughs> um, brown sugar, how come you taste so good? Probably because you've been whipped into a fucking frenzy. <laughs> brown Tenderized. Sugar, brown sugar, just like a young girl should. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's non, there's countless uh, instances of like, oh, uh, there's there's an Everclear song. Um, you're quite a lot of trouble for such such a pretty little girl. I thought that line was money in the bank. Which is a fifteen. It was Rod Adams that is. Uh, how did I end up feeling so bad for just a little girl? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure there's there's peppered throughout. Uh, you know, several drive by trucker songs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's I guess a way of like you know, it's kind of a subconscious way of infantilizing women and you know, kind of. And, and there's, the show, and like, yeah, there's a there's, there's a, a, a power discrepancies, and I'm this big fucking masculine man, and this small yeah. petite woman has just fucking laid me open. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah, it'll fucking happen, no boys. Man. <laughs> Sometimes the shorter they are, the harder you fall. Hey, um, shit. So I'm hoping that's the case here, and it's not a young girl. Well, Judging by that first stanza, we could run into some trouble, and it's Mick Jagger. Um, I'm going to say this up front. I don't know the origins of this song, but the Stones were hardcore blues Mm -hmm. aficionados. Um, So, A, I don't don't give a fuck about defending. I don't give a shit. Mm -mm. Um, But, like, writing this song when they did... It's not as much of a shock to the system just because these cats were listening to that fucking hardcore blues shit yeah. that this would fit right into. Yeah. They're just aping this thing that they don't really know anything about. Um, the only thing they would have known about slavery would have been yeah. from the seller side. Yeah. They were no, the own slaves didn't yeah. show up in England. So, I mean, it's not. Jeez. It's a different experience that, that they would have had it's with this. just such a weird choice to write this song and make it fucking so up. Rock. Well, to make it upbeat. Yeah. Yeah. And But, again, that's blues music. Yeah. I mean, the blues itself as a concept is sad. To, when you think, I have the blues, but... All that shit was joint music too. So yeah. I mean, like, I, un- I understand how they get to the to this place where this song is the one they come up with. It's um, and you also come out of um, while Jagger can play the guitar, he is not the primary 
music driver. He's the lyric guy. Yeah, it's um, so it's probably just Keith fucking around with a cool riff. Yeah, and then Mick says, "Oh, that sounds like a blues And then he just comes up with this shit. <laughs> He's just asking himself, "What would Howlin' Wolf say? What would Muddy Waters say?" And he goes yeah. and he says it. And I guess, like, <laughs> I was about to say, is this akin to, like, you know, the first white rappers? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, we've been, people like me have just been stealing music from people like you since the, like, Elvis Presley. <laughs> Elvis Parsley. Oh. <laughs> Drums beating, cold English blood runs hot. Lady of the house wondering when it's going to stop. Houseboy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hmm? Houseboy knows that he's doing all right. You should have heard him just around midnight. So now we flipped it, though. So the the lady of the house, yes, the the white, yes, homeowner is now banging the the houseboy. I, I hope so. That's the yeah. that's something I can relate to. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first that gives me hope. Is this just gigantic? It's a lot like gigantic. Houseboy's <laughs> named uh, Paul. Paul? Paul Black ass Paul. <laughs> Big black fuck machine. <laughs> Brown sugar, how come you taste so good now? Brown sugar, just like a young girl should now. Mm-hmm. Please don't isolate this audio. Oh, get on, brown sugar. How come you taste so good? Oh, you got me craving the brown sugar, just like a black girl should. And yeah. that is interesting in the end to like pull the curtain back. <laughs> like I said, look, I was making an illusion earlier. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But I want you to know, I'm singing a song about interracial love yeah. here in 1970-something or 60-something. Bro. I don't know years. I don't care. Um, so, And then that gets into a weird place, right? Yeah. We look at it through today's prism of oh, slave sex and rape <laughs> and inappropriate relationships between upstairs, downstairs sure. and all that shit. But at the same time, He's singing about yep. interracial lovemaking in the 60s. Um, the lyrics were partially inspired by a black backup singer we knew in L.A. called Claudia Lanier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> ah, and I bet your mama was a tent show queen. Mm-hmm. And all her boyfriends were sweet 16. I'm no schoolboy, but I know what I like. You should have heard me just around midnight. I want to know what he was yelling just around midnight. I hope it was epithets. Because <laughs> that's what I would have been saying. Oh, my God. Uh, this is what genius has to oh, say. That's, I can't wait. At the final line in the verse, we reach present day, and the narrator uses the first person. He's now having sex with a black woman, possibly reflecting on this in historical context while playing some pretty honky-tonk piano and gravelly guitar. If I is Jagger, the power dynamic is probably similar. He's taking advantage of his fame and celebrity to bet a woman, pretty typical for a rock and roller. But in this case, is he just perpetuating the same conditions forward? Alas, he doesn't really care. He's just going for hedonistic pleasure, as the tone and the tempo of the entire song demonstrates. I'm not going to get mad at Mick Jagger, Jagger for singing about fucking. That's what he did. <laughs> like, I'm not going to. If you look like Mick Jagger and you can have the amount of sex that Mick Jagger has had, good on you, I got to let you have that, <laughs> man. I, I got to let you have it. Um, as long as um, as long as long his partner was into it, yeah. I got to let him go. Um, it's tough, but no, I, the, the bigger thing is, like, it does echo that. There are so many songs that we have heard thousands of times now. Yeah. 
we have no clue what the lyrics are, what they're about, which talks about the power of of music. Like at not yeah. music as a big as a big concept, but actually the sounds that come out of instruments. Um, and you and I have had this discussion before. Um, we're gonna get real weird now, gang. Love Guess it. what? We're getting weird. Um, I have often is Beyonce here. Funny you should mention that. Um, I have often pointed to the existence and the uh, and the effect of music as an anchoring point for my belief in some higher power. Okay, I can't because nothing about it yeah. is explainable. No. And your your retort once was, "Oh, we needed a way to entertain ourselves." Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, "Motherfucker, we could have done that with a lot of stuff. Oops, our peenies and johnnies." Mm-hmm. Are, but <laughs> I, until someone can fucking science music away from me, yeah, I'll always have a wonder because there's no reason mm-hmm. for this thing to. There's no there's no practical purpose. Like you can talk about, oh, you know, drums were used to send messages, and that sure it might. Right. have evolved <clears throat> it might have a functional purpose yep. it might have started for a functional purpose all that's possible yeah but <clears throat> what a song can do to you is the closest thing we have to magic it's uh Stephen Jenkins from Third Eye Blind and Semi Charm Life said the four right chords can make me cry and I think of Jason Isbell's song I think of this is very basic but hallelujah like I I'm like I can feel my eyes working yeah. just thinking about that song. This is why I like you, Matt. You didn't say, I I saw the face of God in music. You explained it like a non-douchebag. This is why I like, like I can't, like, <laughs> science it away from me, boys. If you think you got it, I'll hear your argument. But nothing makes sense about why it exists or how it works. Either way, okay. right? It, I can you can get me a why it exists. Yeah, yeah. But why does it do this to me? Oh, why okay. is a minor chord? Yeah, yeah. Just a minor chord, which yeah. is all which all that shit is math. Yeah. I understand that all that shit is math yeah. and and put together and theoretical and all that. I I understand all that. Why is it if someone picks up an instrument and plays a minor chord, you know it's time to get sad? Yeah, there doesn't have. To have to be an accompanying lyric. Mm. It culturally, it does not matter. It doesn't matter what the lyrics of the song say. Yeah, and that's that gets back to like exactly. No, I never knew this song was so right, up. right. But you fucking hit a minor chord. Yeah, and just let it sit there and sustain. Yeah. It affects the chemicals inside your body and tells you get sad. Oh, is the argument? Yeah, because yeah. this particular kind of music is sad. And they sing sad lyrics about it, and you play it at sad occasions. All that's possible. Yeah. But I think, <laughs> I think about there was a, a a video that went somewhat viral of a person's baby mm-hmm. hearing the two live crew for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And that fucking baby sat there, mm-hmm. and that goddamn baby heard Uncle Luke come on. <laughs> that baby put a hand up in the air, one on his pelvis, mm-hmm. and he went to jugging like. <laughs> That baby didn't know it was time to get fucking butt while nasty. He didn't know, but that damn baby heard Uncle Luke come on, and he knew I got to move this part of my body. 
This is what's going to happen. He's got to move. Speaking of, uh, remind me later to pull up a video of a, a fitness instructor that used the uncensored version of um, I saw that mystical. Yeah, she, yeah, this is too much. This is <laughs> like, bitch, she was, you put on shake your ass. What the fuck did you expect? She was okay with shake your ass, but not dick in my hand. That's where she had a problem. <laughs> you know why you're shaking your yes, ass, right? right? You know what's not for you. The dick goes here. That's what we're saying. The dick goes here. Um, recorded in '69 in. Yeah. Where, where was that baby recorded? In I'm gonna say I'm gonna say like a, a person not from there. Muscle Shoals Studios, right there, baby. Jackson Highway. <sighs> Jagger wrote the riff to this one while filming Ned Kelly in Australia. Oh, I stand corrected then if they if they're telling me that Jagger wrote this riff. Uh, Jagger wrote the riff to this one while yeah filming in Australia. The song appeared on Sticky Fingers as a staple of the Stones canon. Keith in his book Life on Jagger. Uh, the lyrics ri- lyric writing process. They started running down Brown Sugar the first night, but they didn't get a take. <clears throat> I watched Mick write the lyrics. Uh, it took him maybe 45 minutes. It was disgusting. He wrote it down as fast as he could, uh, as fast as he could move his hand. <clears throat> I never, I've never seen anything like it. He had one of those yellow legal pads, and he'd and he'd write a verse, a page, just write a verse, and then turn the page, and then he had three pages filled. They started to cut. I don't think three pages. I don't think you need three pages <laughs> for these lyrics. How big is it? Is he holding the pencil with his fist? <laughs> <laughs> But and but that does you know that sort of adds to the story of it. This this is being written yeah. in Alabama in 1969. Yeah. So that will yeah. change sort of you know the famous stories of. Um, Didn't he write "Beast of Burden" in the bathroom? At I, yeah. Sound? Yeah. He signed the bathroom for sure. I've yeah. seen it. Um, but famous stories of not Jackson Highway Studio, but Fame. Yeah. Um, where. A lot of the black musicians would remain behind because people would go eat and not everybody could go yeah. everywhere. Um, and that might have been a little before 69, but you know, that, but yeah. all that sits in the mix. All that goes into the pot of the creation of a song like this. And so that is how you get this up tempo thing um, about weird slavery. And, you know, fucking, I don't, I'm not going to say it's the first time, but. It's probably the the most exposure they had had to Southern black people just in natural living. For sure. If they're in, ensconced in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, they're fucking running around and they're seeing regular ass I can't, I can't, I can't so imagine weird. that. I don't understand it. It is, it baffles me. I'm just, they just like the Rolling Stones and Dylan are just hanging out at the fucking Biscuit Village. <laughs> like, it, it makes no sense. I don't... Like, you're working one day, and, like, Keith Richards just comes in to use the cigarette machine. Yes. Like, it's just... Yeah. Yes. I mean, it had to be like an alien had shown up. So fucking weird. Um, and we just... And, like, we just accepted it as, yeah, that's the thing that happened. Like, yeah. it's not a thing that we talk about. Our gods. Right. It's not a thing that is big... Like, there's no... They're, they don't teach you in school or you know what I mean there's, yeah. there's no big parade like yeah. yeah the Handy Music Festival happens but that's about bands coming to play music we yeah. don't sit around and talk <laughs> about and there was an Alabama Hall, Music Hall of Fame that nobody really gave a shit about yeah. um, but it makes no sense so with weird. Memphis you know two hours away yeah. yeah, Birmingham two hours away which yeah. Birmingham then was a fucking cauldron yeah. I mean it was a different yeah. beast but like Nashville Nashville three hours away yeah. Um, but a very different scene. Yeah. Somehow this tiny little town 
So winds up with two big studios and records some of the mo- the largest hits ever, <laughs> ever, and then has just a even if they weren't making giant hits, yeah. The number of people that just drifted through there is I, fucking insane. Transcending genres like per- Percy yeah. Sledge, um, Mavis Staples probably there at some point, or Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. like. Well, fuck. I mean, the Staples singers. Yeah. Boom, yeah, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. That's David Hood. Yeah. That baseline is David. Look, she says on the record, "Come on, look, David." That's fucking <laughs> Harrison Hood's dad. I saw him one time. <laughs> you, you were just standing next to me. Hey, it's David Hood. It's so fucking weird. Um, uh, obviously, I don't subscribe to the theory that uh, racism is a u- uniquely American invention. But does Mick? get a pass because he's br- slavery mainly happened in America. <laughs> no, I think that's fair. But I does think, he, he, and because he well, doesn't know how problematic if nothing else it is even if it was back then. foreign yeah. to yeah. him. Yeah. 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 Um it would be it would be the same as us uh, taking on uh fucking talking about the Sandinistas or some shit. Or, you know, any of the various yeah, maybe Rock the Casbah is a... Rock the Casbah might, might be a real problem. Like, it might be a real fucking problem over there. Well, we know the because, sheriff don't like it. Right, because we don't we don't quite understand uh, what any of that shit... Like, we're, we didn't live it. Yeah. And if you didn't live something, it's hard to fucking internalize it. And to do that in 69 in Alabama, you're still in a lot of it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's still the way of life. Like, a lot yeah. of this shit we don't get perspective on until it's no longer the way of life and we yeah. can look back on it. When the shit's still going on, like George Wallace is the fucking governor. <laughs> like, was, we're we're not far from any of that bad shit. Like it's just the way of life. And also, I don't expect the Rolling Stones to be the moral compass. Yeah. Like they're a rock and roll band. Yeah, I expect them to be a rock and roll band, and I'm okay with that. Just like Charles Barkley saying, "I'm not a role model." I'm not a role model. <laughs> Dan Lebertard, tell your fat daddy I hate him. <laughs> Also, also, uh, this this should be a conversation for off air. But um, I finally saw a clip of the Last Dance. I didn't know the the dude that Michael Jack Michael Jordan played like. Uh, <laughs> he looked exactly like what's her name? Yes, yeah, so I'm sorry, that was perfect. Holy shit. Anyway, lyrical subject matter has often been a point of interest and controversy described by rock critic Robert Christgau as a rocker so compelling that it encourages exegesis. I should read these things beforehand. I don't know what any of those words mean, and I'm pretty smart. (laughs) Robert sounds like a real douchebag. He sounds like a real... He sounds like a fucking rock critic. That's what he sounds like. Jeez, Brown Sugar's popularity indeed often overshadowed its scandalous lyrics, which were essentially a pastiche of a number of taboo subjects, including slavery, rape, interracial sex. I don't know why interracial sex is taboo. <laughs> oh, is why is that taboo? When did that happen? Say, say did, we walk, did we Oh, taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't say what he was tasting. Yeah, yeah. Nicks and lips have tastes too. Yeah, he was probably tasting those lips, though. Uh, <laughs> sadomasochism, lost virginity, Jesus and Christ. heroin. Heroin? This, I guess brown sugar is a. No! That would be considered. A, I guess. How come heroin tastes so good? 50 years later, critic Tom Taylor concludes that the song does not offer one considered thought to the subject matter that it think, sings of and the atrocity of the slave trade rape. I mean, uh, I don't want to be on this side of argument, but this, this is a douchebag saying this. 
is he supposed to sing Brown Sugar and then add a lost lyric where right. he says is slavery is bad? I just want to say it was very bad. They should have let you where you were. Brown Sugar, I respect your rights. Like, yeah, I dig it, but fuck, dude. Everything can't be everything. Oh, my God. It uh, just can't be. Like, uh, looking back through this lens is... Why look? We are starving for decent art. We are starving for God, filtered man. fucking excellence. You're not fucking. Why right. are we looking back through history with a scalpel to try to remove the shit that was good? I, I understand when you hear things now, and you're like, yeah, I get it. I think just going is enough to acknowledge. This was not cool. Yeah, but goddamn, does it rock? <laughs> I mean, I watched a. Uh, 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 watch Mojo on, mm-hmm. on YouTube uh, and it was the top 10 uh, musical genres that died out and it was like third wave ska and like rock rap and crunk uh, was was one of them. I do lament the loss of crunk. The other two I'm glad are fucking dead. But it's like with the exception of like crunk and the like other genres that I wasn't really familiar with um, I was like man music has sucked for a really long time. It has. And the good shit you don't hear because it's not popular. Like, how long did it take me to, like, figure out the Drive-By Truckers existed? Right. Four albums. And fucking... And but yet we still hear Bachman Turner fucking overdrive every day. (laughs) (laughs) So, do you live in a Home Depot? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I just... I'm never going to be on board with going backwards and trying to I don't, what is the point of the awareness that brown sugar is problematic? Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I'm also, it's also not going to inspire me to like own a slave. It's not. Might inspire me to. to <laughs> might inspire me to open my horizon. <laughs> I tried that once. I was a fucking patsy, so never again. But at any rate, um, accessory. To, <laughs> I was an accessory to fucking Grand Larson. <laughs> but yeah, like I just can't. I can't get on board with the with canceling in the past, man. It's like the uh, like the only thing that has gotten me was like the Woody Allen yeah. documentary. I was like, okay, oh, we got to talk about this. That later. Was this is a bridge? I didn't. I felt like I was whooped because I never knew that part of that because I was always yeah. art from the artist, dude. Sure, sure, sure. And I respect that as a philosophy because yeah. I'm still listening to Ryan Adams. Yeah. Um, but that one was so bad. Yeah. That it it. It, and it was new information. I was learning that for the first time. Right. Whereas, like, with Michael Jackson, yeah. it wasn't new information to me when <laughs> leaving Neverland. I was like, yeah, that's about what I expected. Um, my uh, friend, uh, Christy, that I hung out with yesterday, um, <coughs> uh, she used the term Applehead. And what? To refer to Michael Jackson? Uh, no, it was... I forget what it was about, but... Uh, for like the next five minutes, all I could say in an Australian accent. Apple had stole my family. God, I oh, know. Well, it's kind of like uh, Thirty Rock. Like there's an episode of Thirty Rock where, um, uh, what's her name, the the blonde actress, uh, uh, Jane Krasinski, is in blackface. Yeah. and they remove. We'll never see it again. And I don't know. I'm kind of in the space where it's like let people see that and let them be the judge of it. And because when you remove it. You're not making anybody else feel better. You're just giving the people who originally did it a pass. And out. And out. Yeah. 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 And so. I, all of it. I don't like any of it, man, because it's just 
sound and fury. It it it, it doesn't yeah. do anything. Erasing these bad parts of our history, you can't learn from them. I am okay with uh, taking Confederate monuments down. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Who gives a shit? Again, I'll say this about that. Yeah. Who gives a fine fuck? Because none of us stopped to read those goddamn placards. We don't know who that fucking dude was. You and I may not, but I think the fact... Well, well this is gonna... <laughs> oh, wait, look, we did a fucking show about Brown Sugar. We knew where we were gonna wind up. Listen, man, I've got several John Oliver videos <laughs> to show you. Um, no, I mean, the the fact that, like, any time that there was a, you know, a massive uh, jump in progress for uh, civil rights for African Americans, they... You know, you you can that correlates with like an uptick of like Confederate monuments. Absolutely, <laughs> of course it does. Yeah, because they, these people are too happy. We need to make they gotta hearts. fight back the way they know to fight back. Here's here's my, I'll, I'll say this on that. Take them all down if you want to, but let's make a fucking priority list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's do that. Yeah. Let's make a priority list first, and let's not get wrapped up in because that ain't solving shit. No, and. Like, let's actually help, uh, you know... Uh, I don't know. Stop shooting me in the streets would be uh, up there. I was going to say uh, vulnerable communities uh, attain generational wealth, but sh- not shooting black people is I'm also... I'm most concerned about not getting shot in the streets. Um, would like to see fewer people living under bridges if that's something we could get done. If So if we could work a ratio system mm-hmm. for every 2,000 people that don't live under a bridge anymore, uh-huh. one statue comes down. I'll, there. There's a platform, America. There's a platform. Actually, I think but we for, every sta- for every statue we take down, I will allow you one new Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> or like a Gander Mountain. Or a Gander Mountain. Take your pick. Whatever your community needs. An option for a Gander Mountain. Mm-hmm. Or, or I'll give you this one. I'll give you this one straight up right now. <laughs> if you hate these Confederate monuments so much, and you got to get them down. Chisel a big ass mustache on them. Put a hat with a number three on it. Put a fucking plate, a placard that says "Intimidator." Done and done. Raise hell, praise Dale. This has been Cold Dog Soup, the mixtape. <laughs>